Welcome back. This is Fantastic Pains and How We Hide Them. I'm not Chris. I'm not Karina. And neither of us are Summer. No, but I am. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> and we're all here together. As usual. For more shenanigans with a guest. And I'm excited. Oh, good. Um, if this is your first time joining us, this is our podcast. Hello and welcome. Um, <laughs> we can be found anywhere podcasts can be found aside from Apple. We're working I on believe. Apple. Yes. Someday. Fuck Apple. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um, and then if you're listening, you can find us on YouTube if you would like to see all of the nonsense that goes down. Um, and then there's some silliness on TikTok, too. Yes. So And there will be more. Like, share, subscribe, and leave us a comment because we love interacting with you. We also have a Discord if you really want to interact with us. Yeah. It's great fun. We have we have people who are actually active all the time. Yes. So. And we do lives there on Friday afternoons. Usually. If you want to be there. Usually. <laughs> and we just hang out and we chat and we talk about the next day's episode. Yeah, pretty much. So do that. Yeah. Um, I think <laughs> it's job. your turn first for... Actually, no. Do you want me to go? No, I'll go first. I'll go first. Intense. You had a week, too. Well, I think we all had a week. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> but I'll, I'll go first. Okay. So then I guess that it is time for the weekly recap. Check in. <laughs> Have to. I can't not. Sorry. <laughs> That's how that um, goes now. Yeah. So my week, uh, it was really boring, actually. Nothing, <laughs> nothing much happened in the beginning. It was... In the beginning. It was lots of fatigue. It, yeah. It many... made up for it later, though. Oh, it, yeah. It kicks off by Friday. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, no, we didn't We didn't have a whole lot in the beginning. Just pain and, and fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yesterday, I found out that my uh, pain management clinic has been closed for two weeks. And they just emailed us to let us know that they are gone. Yes. And they left a phone number, and we called the phone number, and it's disconnected. So... There's that. <laughs> so I have a theory, and it's that they were, it was just a money money, money laundering, laundering operation I the can't whole time. That my brain went to money laundering just hearing See, it right now See, for the first so time. Sketchy. They were That's like, so we're weird. a pain management clinic. But they we got were, bought out. They were good, though. And now we're gone in yeah. the wind. Well, they changed management three times since I've been there. But in you've two been there years. for like, okay, two so years. two, yeah. Hmm. So every year they get a new management, like, and then this one was just breaking bad. Mm-hmm. And then they went away. Yeah. So, cool. yeah. I didn't tell anybody or warn anybody. No. And they, and were, they were like, yeah, we've been gone we've for been two, gone two weeks. We've been gone for two weeks. Call us if you need help with any of your medications. And then you can't call them. But so. we're all in Mexico now. Yeah. <laughs> where the law can't reach us. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hook up with David again, though. Yes. I have his contact info, and he's got a practice somewhere in Inglewood. So. Mm-hmm. Remind us who David is, because oh, the, David's the fun, my favorite story. The fun psychiatrist. Yes. Who wasn't a psychiatrist, but he always had those interesting stories, like the the Abraham Lincoln assassination. <laughs> uh-huh. Just <laughs> where he was just like, like you guys were doing your like, I don't even know, like normal check-in stuff. It was a stuff. session, and then he was like, "Can you believe that Lincoln knew he was going to die?" <laughs> Like yeah, in the middle of, of, the, of the middle of us going through it, he's be. like, "So were you depressed? How's, how's the meds treating you?" So Lincoln, <laughs> he knew he was going to be assassinated, not not then, but he knew that his head was on. It was gonna happen, and, and like, he did it anyway. How about that? Or the what? Like, what about a uh, what was it? Joe Rogan's podcast? Oh God! <laughs> he was like, Joe Rogan, huh? <laughs> like, sure, let's yeah, have this huh? conversation right now. Sure. In the middle of us trying to get everything sorted. Why not? Right. 
medications. Joe Rogan. It's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah. Goes so together well. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be seeing him again. So we'll have more fun stories, I'm sure. Yes. But your concern with him is that he's like he's the very fix it guy. Yeah, he wants to get in there and he, he thinks he has all these strategies that I haven't tried before that I've tried before. Yeah. Like injections or uh, yikes. You know, pseudosurgeries and things like that. Yes. But and then like have you tried just like stretching? Every day. Every every day. Every like, day. That's what yeah. I do. <laughs> That's my morning routine. If you stretch, the EDS will go away. Well, he's not that bad. He just he's he had ideas. He's like, I think I, I have an idea for your back. And I'm like, okay, but I probably hopefully tried it. Hopefully it's the stimulator. No, hopefully it's surgery. Good. I want actual surgery. Well yeah, but the Oh, you want the widening surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Then the stimulator. Then, yeah, in order or, or operations. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was my week. Fucking you came stupid. over yesterday, and we had fun commiserating. Yes, because I decided that Friday at work was no Thursday at work mm-hmm. was a really good time to like just feel all of my feelings, and then turn into a puddle. Yeah, that was a good time, because it just yeah it has been it's been like fatigue mania this last week and I don't I don't know what the deal is like I just hit that point in the year where I'm like I'm either gonna just drag myself through the next eight weeks or I'm going to die of sheer like exhaustion right I'm so far out of spoons and so far in spoon debt that nothing is making it better no you had break Mm -hmm. even and that didn't Mm -hmm. really well that's exactly it. I was like I think break I was paying off some of the interest from the spoon debt that I have right Mm -hmm. But I did not make a dent, and I definitely don't have any spoons to hold. I'm sorry. No spoons for me. Please, sir, do you have a spoon? Oh, yeah. We're going to set up a P.O. box, by the way. So if you want to send us the spoon, go for it. Yeah. The last spoon. Yes. And then we'll sp- spoon jewelry will be a thing. Spoonery. 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 Uh-huh. All the spoonery. I don't know. People want spoonery, but I don't know how that's going to... It's not going to be good. No. I, I could see some immediate <laughs> associations with spoons that are going to be misinterpreted. Like, why are you wearing a spoon? Don't worry about it. Just... Well, my dom likes to beat me. <laughs> yes, that's where I go, I too. Don't know. <laughs> I wasn't sure beatings. where you were going. Oh, I was like, you know, heroin use and stuff. Yeah, oh, I was also okay. going to heroin use, but it's cool that you went where you Yeah, did. what does that say about you? <laughs> What does it say about us? True. Very true. They're about the drugs and I'm about the (laughs) fucking. (laughs) Yeah? No. Is that. You want to. That's the. I don't want to commit to this. (laughs) I would like to withdraw my answer, please. (laughs) (laughs) Remove it from the record. Strike Strike it from the record. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I. uh, I don't know. I was just so tired. And then IEP meeting was crazy. And it wasn't crazy. It was just annoying that mm-hmm. I came into the building mm-hmm. <laughs> when I didn't have oh, to. Oh, when nobody because showed it was up. Virtual. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <coughs> you look so good that day, though. I know. I was all cute and everything. No, I was like profesh. No, no, no one cares. Shut up. Mm-hmm. And then walking down the hallway with Summer, actually, I dislocated my right hip. Real bad too. Like, yeah. Like. I was probably two feet ahead of her, and she was like, um, and we were like, I damaged myself. 
broken. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really bad. And then, I don't know, I was like dead set on shredding whatever fucking documents I had in my hand oh, at yeah, the time. You're telling me. And I was like, I can't fix my hip right now. I don't know what to do. And so I'm like trying to get into the office. I finally get in there and I'm trying to shred these stupid fucking documents. And then I have HR and our executive director staring at me going are you okay and i was like no (laughs) no and then claudia oh because then our nurse was there and this is the woman who instead of like helping me relocate my shoulder was like you need to go oh yeah You, you need to leave and go get that fixed by a professional and i was like no i really just need you to pull right here and then it'll be fine mm-hmm. so i didn't want her to see me because then that was going to be a whole like can Fight. we take you to the yeah. er and then they were already trying to be like I- i'll drive you we could go to the er and i was like no yeah i don't need that you and just need to dislocate more so they see it more God. often so they're like desensitized to right? it like our little circle is they're just like oh yeah no she's broken it's fine yeah She'll figure Mo- it out. Moving on. Like, mm-hmm. we got we got stuff to do. Yeah. Let's go. It's like, do you need help? No, you're good. Okay. I got yeah. your kids for 10 minutes figured out. <laughs> sort yourself out. Right. But no, I had HR and our executive director both going like, maybe you should go somewhere. And I was like, no, I just need you to stop fucking looking at me. And then you know that point where you, like, I don't even know, where you hit it and you're in so much pain that you can't process anymore. And then people are asking you, fucking questions and then i'm just mad because they're asking me questions Mm -hmm. and i can't process what they're saying and i can't i can't dig around in there for an answer when i'm like hurdy thorn brain that's not a thing yeah (laughs) especially when the questions feel very pity based quest like Mm -hmm. rooted in just like this sense of no but we can make it better for you and it's like no (laughs) shut up yeah. What if you leave me alone? Yeah. That was that about how that goes. Yeah. And so then Diana came and rescued me and was like, lay on the floor. And I was like, H- here in the hallway? <laughs> she's like, yes. And I was like, Do but it. people. And she's like, no one's going to look. They're all over there. I was like, okay. And so she tried to help me get it back in. And then I had to fight with it and do contortion time. Did you but finally get it all the way in? No. Like, it's still not sitting right? Mm-mm. I think that's why, like, my SI is so angry mm-hmm. today. Because, um, yeah, that was really bad. So Wednesday, dislocation. That was, like, a bad dislocation. I had to medicate at work, mm-hmm. which does not no, happen. No. Almost ever. <laughs> and that made me mad because then I had to feel the come down, like, <laughs> at dinner time. Oh, yeah. And I was pissed because I was like, this is just bullshit and I'm tired of it. Um, And then Thursday, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I exploded. And that was how that went. And I made it like to the end where I was like, okay, bye children. And then I collapsed. And that was the end of that. And everyone was like, there was a text in the group chat. And they were like, we're going to go do beer and ice cream. And I was like, cannot cry instead. And they thought I was kidding. And then they came in to be like, okay, no pressure. But we wanted to offer one more time. And they were like, oh, no, you're like, you're actually crying. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And it was weird for everyone. <laughs> Not for me. I know. You I were was like, fine. I, like, I was like, let her go home. Good. She's yeah. fine. Walk with her to the door so nobody bothers her. Let's leave. Yes. Well, and you were the one who was like, everyone's like, what's wrong? And you were just like, she hit critical mass. That's, yeah. No. It happens. It just happens. It's fine. Yeah. It's a lot. 
because yeah last weekend was emotionally exhausting Mm -hmm. and then i can't do emotional exhaustion and physical exhaustion and then add pain and then more pain and then you're like okay now i'm done yeah i hate everything about everything and i don't want to live on this planet anymore which is fair yep i think with that amount of just like everything's bad all the time i was like it never stops raining shit in my world i'm so tired of it but i won't commit to the umbrella (laughs) (laughs) i am self-destructive and then so i went home and my husband was super sweet and he poured me a bath and was like here's all of your comfort things and some ice water for the really hot bath that i got you and um let me know when you're ready for ice cream And so I cried it all out and then I went to sleep and then I felt better, like a lot better. But Thursday was when he was like, you need to take a mental health day. Yeah. (laughs) Which says a lot about like his progress too. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. As far as things go. Um, And so I did. I was like, I'm taking a mental health day. I know I'm out of leave. I don't care. I just cannot. Um, And he was super sweet. And when he left on Friday, he was like, do self care on his way out. Nice. So he was cute and sweet, and it was good. But I feel better. Just we we dumped the bucket out so we can fill it with more bullshit. <laughs> you did what I told you to do. Yeah. Have a meltdown, cry about it, and sleep. Yes. Yeah. The yep. important things. That was exactly it. Because I was like, I had to process being like upset, and then and then it's so irritating. So the episode that came out today mm-hmm. is exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially that. Like you want support, but like you've you've spent so much time training other people not to be soft with you, mm-hmm. and then when you need them to be soft with you, they're like, "What do I what do I do?" And I'm like, "Nothing. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's all fine." But also hold me. <laughs> so yeah, there was a bit of that like chronic lon- loneliness piece to it, but yeah, eh. it worked itself out. Hopefully, I, I'm alive. It's fine. <laughs> I feel better. So, ready for more nonsense. I don't know if I can do eight more weeks of dreaming about being tired, though. That's the worst. That's where I'm at in the, like, When you're dreaming about sleeping. Yes. And not getting restful sleep. Uh And having people interrupt your sleep. The good news is it's only seven weeks. Oh, fucking God. (laughs) We got through week eight. Now we just got to get through the last fucking seven of them. Yes. Well, and I'm going to really put my foot down and be like nope i'm working from home on wednesdays i will come in for pd the end yeah because i feel like that's more than fair yeah and i just i have to and i can't be running the show in my advisory all the time because i'm tired and that sucks and then they're like it'll be better next year and i'm like that doesn't help me right now yeah at all so cool for future me but also i hate that up. <laughs> that that's that's like when you, when you send me messages like it's not forever it's like I know, I know but right now it but really right sucks. now and also like sometimes it's just different it doesn't mean it's gonna be mm-hmm. better it's just yeah. gonna be not right. like this and it's yeah. like cool worse same but <laughs> worse just slightly is always different. an option yeah. this is a, a different hell yeah exactly. Let's try something new it doesn't get worse it gets different, different. <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah so that was my week and yeah I live you do. It's very exciting. How are you? <laughs> it's been we a rough work together, by the way. We do. So. We do. And we spend a lot of time together. So mm-hmm. you know the bulk of this, but it's been a rough, like, 
time. I don't know how much time has passed in the right? rough. Like time isn't real. Mm-mm. But like this week in particular was weird. My brain, I had a lot of brain bees and a lot of just like couldn't feel settled at all. And then I, my birthday was Wednesday, which was mm-hmm. strange because birthdays are weird. And that's a whole other like. I'm a person and I exist and people know that I exist and also are celebrating it. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't know if I like this. And it's positive, but also like, is it? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Danger. It. Yeah, it feels very conditional, but mm-hmm. that's whatever. Um, but then Thursday I had a minor panic attack but was able to actually get back and keep working, which mm-hmm. was great because that usually doesn't happen because yeah. if I have a panic attack, it's like a full tilt like shaking sweating can't do anything but i like did that for like an hour and then went back and taught my last class of the day which Mm -hmm. was i don't usually do that though like usually i like the minute it starts happening but i was like no i have this cool lesson and i'm not letting anybody else teach it yeah nice so i went back and did it and it was fine but then yesterday it was just it was weird i like could feel it in my stomach and in my chest when i woke up and i was like okay we're probably going to have some kind of meltdown today but Mm -hmm. we're gonna see if we can wait yeah see how it's gonna be because i mean and we'll talk about this when we get into you know more of what the topic is but Mm -hmm. with these new diagnoses that i've been given i'm trying to like exist in a world where i'm okay with these things Mm -hmm. and okay with feeling certain ways in my body and my brain um but sometimes i swing way too hard one direction and then i'm standing in the counselor's office because we're friends and i'm just talking and then all of a sudden my leg is shaking and everybody's like you gonna be okay and i'm like Mm-mm. and then sometimes you're just like full tilt laying face down on a beanbag shaking and it was like the worst panic attack i've had in a long time and it was just bad and it happened really early in the morning which very rarely happens yeah. to me like if i'm gonna panic i usually like usually, usually like there's post lunch it's like after lunch it's after the day has already kind of happened mm-hmm. a little bit um and it didn't used to be like that. Like, it used to hit me at all different points of the day, which is why yesterday was so scary. Because mm-hmm. I, like, haven't had it be an all-day thing for a very, very, very long time. Um, but it ended up being fine. I mean, the lovely people we work with who know and kind of understand how to balance between, like, I'm here to support you, but also you don't have to keep talking to me while you're shaking was good. Right. And then um, they called my girlfriend. My girlfriend came and got me took me home and I was able to just kind of sleep for the bulk of the day mm-hmm. and was in pain because I was very shaky and like yeah. my hip wouldn't crack but it needed to crack and it was yucky but I mean that was the worst I think part of the week was just trying to get through yesterday and being in a weird brain fog of like I don't know what time it is I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on mm-hmm. I don't super remember having a panic attack but I'm home and it's noon so I had to have had something happen to me to put me in this situation right so yeah, today I'm Oof. just feeling more okay, but trying to like give myself grace of, yes, my body does still hurt and yes, I am still tired and I still have some bees happening. Yeah. Well, good news. You're in the perfect company for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's disaster time. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I never really thought about the timing of my panic attacks, but they're always in the evening. That's weird. It's a very common thing. Like yeah. it's a, it's really common for them to be more in the evening because it has to do with like brain chemistry levels during the day. 
Oh, that um, makes sense. Because like, I went down a whole rabbit hole about it once. And all. Yeah. 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 And it, yeah, I don't know the actual, like, science-y part behind it, but just, like, it has to do with when your brain is doing different yeah. processes, basically, mm-hmm. and, like... And producing different hormones. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. That wow. makes sense, actually. Because yeah. yeah. we, we used to just... We, we stole the term sundowning and mm-hmm. stuck it on that. Because I sundown really bad when I'm in the sads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, which is funny because my sads, I think, peak right as spring is starting. That's the worst. That's when mm-hmm. I'm happiest. Yeah. yeah. Spring no, I'm is like, my happy time. I'm like low, but then spring starts to happen and I hit this like major low and then we come back up and then mm-hmm. we level out. What's weird is that for me, spring is like major bipolar times. Hmm. I had just extremes. I'm either super energetic and happy or super low. Yeah. And I just realized that that's my springtime because I'm always that's like, I get the, the manic highs. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then immediately after I come down, I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> oh, <laughs> everything's no. the worst. There's nothing good in life. It sucks and it's bad. And yeah. it's, it's, it's it. Yeah. 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 It's bizarre. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I was because I was going through um, after my meltdown. I was like, is this forever? <laughs> like, do I need to increase my antidepressants? <laughs> God. Or did we just like have to hit the reset button on all of my brain chemicals to re-regulate? Well, when, yeah, I mean, when my panic attacks get that bad, my brain is immediately like, this is what life is going to be like forever. For the yeah. rest You're of your life. You're just never going to stop shaking, buddy. Super sorry about it. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Yes. Yeah. And then it stops and then I'm just like, mm, it's going to start again though, isn't it? And it's just like a really fun yeah. game of... Am I going to shake more? Or am I just having aftershocks? Or am I oh, yeah. having like... Because you're not sure yeah. if you're like anticipating something uh-huh. coming on or... Yeah. yeah. Well, and then the anticipation makes it worse. Mm-hmm. and Because it feeds back into the anxiety. Yep. Uh-huh. And then it feels like you're dying. And it's a really, really fun have anxiety game. about anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> so meta. So fun. It gets meta. So great. It gets really meta. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I can understand all of it, but I don't like... I don't have panic attacks, but I can relate to all of the, like, weird brain chemistry yeah. moments. Because I usually, yeah, I don't, like, panic. I just shut down. <laughs> I'm like, everything is sad and horrible and awful. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. This is where we live now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not good times. But it does. It does kind of go back into our fabulous topic. And I'm oh, excited because this one applies to probably everybody in the room um with diagnostic limbo and imposter syndrome my favorite subject right <laughs> gets me all riled up and then i have to kind of like feel bad a little bit because yeah i actually have a diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i have other things that they're i have diagnoses i just don't mm-hmm. have all of the ones that i should have <laughs> right well and that's, i'm in the same boat yeah. yeah and for me that's the movement disorder where yes. i'm like they won't put a name on it and everyone's like Anxiety? And I'm like, no, not anxiety. Everything is anxiety. Movement disorder. They like to put anxiety on everything, though. Yes. Everything. And, like, I can have anxiety. Yeah. That's fine. I do have that. Well, but that's the thing. But, like, that's not everything. That's not the root of the whole problem. (laughs) Well, and that's why that's, like, it can't be, like, or. It has to be and. I have anxiety and this is a thing. Exactly. What the heck, man? Yeah. (laughs) But we we know a lot about diagnostic limbo. At least on your end. Because I, I have Ehlers-Danlos type 3, and so does he. 
but not on paper. No, I have hypermobile spectrum disorder. Spectrum disorder. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't believe in Elder Sandals. It's not real. Yeah. It's really that cool that, that your thing that you have just can be like, nope, I yep. don't think so. So, right. so yeah, well, you're it's fine. the one guy in the state that takes my insurance. Yeah. There's only one geneticist that I can see. Yep. Well, and the funny thing is when we looked at his like reviews... It was a bunch of EDS patients complaining about how about he doesn't believe he's in he's an it. asshole. Yeah. yeah. Neat. Because it wasn't even just like, I don't believe you. It was like... I don't believe this is a you're thing. You're irritating to... Like, your existence irritates me. Yeah. He was really condescending. Yeah. Like, just gross. Ew. Super gross. Mm-hmm. We saw him for like five minutes. After the nurses were like... The nurses yep, were all like, yeah. have got this. They yep. got my measurements. We did all the history. And mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, no. You Biting sound score, like all verbatim. Of it. Yeah. You're classic EDS, but... As soon as he walked in, it all went away. And yep. they were both like, you could yeah. see they were both like, what the fuck? Well, because they couldn't yeah. say anything. Mm-hmm. And then he left the room and they were like, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's the worst. Just gross. But Summer's been dealing with it too, right? Yes. Yes. Your fight. So what is the, what is the easiest line through this story is the question. So when I got the job at the at the school Mm -hmm. my insurance shifted and i was finally able to go to a therapist after not being able to for a couple years um and she kind of from the beginning was like i don't know if this diagnosis fits you because at that point i just was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and Mm -hmm. like clinical depression and she was like the things you're telling me don't sound like this like, the things that you're telling me sound like you probably do have those things, but, mm-hmm. like, you have other things that aren't being addressed. Yeah. And the issue is, when I was first diagnosed with these things, I was, like, 14, which I don't know how it works everywhere. But, like, in Pennsylvania, 14 is, is the age where you can kind of start being involved in your diagnoses. But the doctors didn't want to do that. The doctors were like, no, we'll talk to your mom. And have your mom tell us everything. Oh, man. And it was a lot of, like, playing that game back and forth. Yeah. And, like, that was not good anyway, because then that turns into being 15 and being on Xanax. And, like, Xanax isn't great when your brain's developing. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a whole thing. But, like, I wasn't really part of the diagnostic process at first. Which was, at the time, didn't really think that was an issue, whatever. But she wanted me to go and have more testing done basically and just like ground up do not go in with diagnoses just go in and do this whole thing so in december i went and it was going to be three sessions and ended up just needing to be two and basically i had a full workup so i had like a really intense intake interview Mm -hmm. and went through um some different iq tests and went to went through story tests and a whole bunch of stuff and like self-reporting and An autism screener, which is the, the big issue. and Because right. at that point, we were just, like, batting around ADHD versus ASD. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the possibility of one or the other or both. Or both. Or <clears throat> what is... And a lot of it is kind of, why does my brain do this? And also, why does my body respond when my brain does this? Right. Because I also have what has been labeled as conversion syndrome. Mm-hmm. which is a nothing diagnosis. Yes, it's fibromyalgia. Yeah, it's for it, your brain. Exactly. Yeah. exactly that's exactly, exactly that what is. you said. Mm-hmm. Where it's just we don't know. We, you can't get rid of it. Goodbye. Like yeah. that's all it is. But also, it's all in your head. Exactly. <laughs> Have a good Fuck time. That. Bye now. It's 
Well, the, when I got, I was 18 when I got that diagnosis because mm-hmm. I was having a full blown, like full tilt, shaky panic attack. And mm-hmm. Karina has seen my panic attacks. Yeah. I, it's like scary. It looks like seizing sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's, I get sweaty. I'm lucid, but like kind of. But I was in children's hospital and I was having, I'd ha- been shaking for like three days and my mom <sighs> took me to the hospital, whatever. And they were like, we need to get a crash cart. And they brought in a crash cart for seizing. And then they were like, you're Whoa. talking. You're talking. Which means you're not having a typical seizure. Yeah. And I was like, cool. What am I having, though? Yeah. Like, what is this and what is the issue? And their whole thing was just like, oh, well, we're going to call it conversion syndrome where your body just doesn't know what to do with stress hormones. And I was like, cool. How do I fix that, though, so I can be a person that exists and does things without yeah. just shaking all the time? Mm-hmm. Right because it's exhausting mm-hmm. and it hurts real bad it hurts real bad yeah but regardless i went through all this testing i went last week and got the results so mm-hmm. i've been waiting for a, a long time yeah. and when i first went in for testing the test like proctor administer who's like a, a phd student was like i don't want to scare you but i think we're looking more towards autism does that scare you and i was like no i mean it makes sense <laughs> And like it did make me a little bit nervous just because it's just it I'm an it's adult a now. Big label, yeah. I'm an, also an adult and like if that is something that's something that has always been a yeah. thing and nobody paid attention to it when I was a kid and like that's yeah. frustrating. Yes. <laughs> so I went back on not this past Wednesday but the Wednesday before and she was like, "Okay, here's kind of the breakdown of what we what we're seeing with you." And I have generalized anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. We knew that. That's not a surprise. They finally labeled me with panic disorder, which is something they never wanted to do before because they were like, you're too young, which <laughs> is its own problem. <laughs> you're too young that to sentence. be panicking. I hate that sentence. I, I, it's it. just the like, worst. cool. Yeah. But I have it. So, like, it doesn't matter. Shut up. So I have that. And then I also have what is considered, like, the step below PTSD, which is, I forget how they worded it, but basically, like, intense history of personal trauma. Yeah. Which just means that, like, going forward, all of my care has to be trauma-informed, which is good. Mm-hmm. Right. But they were like, we can't give you a full PTSD diagnosis because our insurance does not cover that. Oh. Which doesn't make sense to me because CPTSD. Right. Yeah. Like, why? 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 They don't, they don't cover it. Huh. Then... I also have what they're calling, um, oh, it's like somatic, somatic symptom disorder. And that's Mm -hmm. the really big one, which has to do, and I'd never heard of it. So that's what freaked me out really. Mm -hmm. Cause like, it's one thing to be told like, oh, you have this, this, and this that you all, you've heard of or whatever, but like getting something that you're like, cool, Martha, what the fuck is that though? (laughs) Is basically it has to do with it's she explained it to me as the opposite of hypochondria where like i am incredibly aware mm-hmm. of everything going on in my body and my brain all the time to the mm-hmm. point that i can't function the way that i should be able to right mm-hmm. and it feeds back into the anxiety and then my anxiety goes oh the body feels like we're dying so what about that what about that and yeah. then the body goes hey your brain thinks you're dying what if we just do that and then i get stuck in a feedback loop right so it makes sense yeah And all of that, like, that was difficult and it was whatever. And I'm still trying to, like, exist in this world of being like, oh, I am very aware of every single twinge that I feel in my body and my brain. Mm -hmm. But 
then we got to we need to rule out autism and i was like what does that mean what do you mean we have to rule it out what are you talking about and she was like well the screener we gave you is not a full diagnostic tool it's like a kind of let's see what and according to the screener Mm -hmm. i'm on the spectrum but oh yes this is they can't tell me that because it's not a full diagnostic workup and the really fun thing is our insurance also doesn't cover that yep oh my god and if i want to go out of and so this was all dropped as like three sentences in a row Mm -hmm. so it was you don't you, you present with these things but we can't fully tell you it we can't tell you it because it doesn't. It's not covered by your insurance. We don't have anybody in the network who will do it because right, you are an adult. Right? Like, I'm not qualified to tell you that you have that thing, and also no one else can. Oh my god! And it was because <laughs> but I'm. But you an probably adult. have that thing, right? And she was like, "It's because you're a grown up. If you were a kid and we were doing these tests, it would be covered. But because yep. you are this age, you can't do it." And then the third sentence was but you probably should go out of network to get it done. And if you go out of network, it's going to be a six month waiting list and $5,000. Yeah. We actually have a friend um, who's been on before who went through that same exact process and they were like, can't diagnose you. Jen started looking at it too. Cause she was thinking like she presents on the spectrum too. And she Mm -hmm. was like, I'll look into it. And then like two days later I talked to her about, she's like, no, (laughs) yeah, we can't afford that. No. Right. And like $5,000 for a piece of paper is never going to be within my means. Right. Well, and what's okay. So I am a special education teacher and there is a significant difference between how males are diagnosed and how females are diagnosed. And I think it's absolutely insane that insurance isn't covering it when we know that women who are autistic or like they're, they're socialized in such a way that they slip through mm-hmm. undetected. Well, that's yeah. that's the second part And then part they of start having the masking fatigue as adults. And then they can't mask anymore. And they're like, what the heck is wrong with me? And then they're like, oh, well, you made it this far. So clearly it's fine. Oh, yeah. Well, and the other thing is, the the person who did my testing was like, okay, off the record, you're on the spectrum. You can exist as a person who's on the spectrum. I just can't give you a piece of paper that says that you are. Yeah. Here's the issue with that. I need to have, like, I need that so that I can get, like, reasonable accommodations Mm -hmm. and everything else that comes along with having a diagnosis. Yes. Because, and, and I'm, it's not her fault. And it's fine and I'm not mad at her, but the system is broken to the point of like, sure, we can treat these things that present as symptoms, but that only gets you so far. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's weird to have to exist in this, this loop of like, you have this thing, but we can't tell you that you have this thing or we won't tell you that you have this thing unless you give us a billion dollars that you don't have. Uh Yeah. And then if we give you this diagnosis, your life is the same. Yeah. Like, you are going to get more reasonable accommodations and people will mm-hmm. take you more seriously, hopefully. But also, like, maybe they won't. Right. That $5,000 isn't, like, a fix. Right. for Well, and we know exactly what that loop is, where mm-hmm. you're like, I need the label. And they're like, but you'll be treated the same anyway. Like, the first doctor I saw about Ehlers-Danlos looked at me and was like, I don't think you need a diagnosis. We can treat the symptoms just the same. And I was like, That's the one that Jen no. was like yeah. pissed about. Yeah. Because yeah. she went in with you and was like, mm mm. Yeah. Well, and that was my first like 
we can get a different doctor. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. What? And so we wound up having to do that because there are people who are like, yo, it'll, you're, you'll be treated the same. But there's a reason we need that label. Yeah. It's important to have correct care and appropriate accommodations. And because even going through college, I mm-hmm. couldn't get accommodations without that label. I needed that. Mm-hmm. I needed that whole workup to send to them to be like, yeah, guys, I suffer from major fatigue and I need extra time to get my stuff done but i couldn't have done that without that label right and a lot of the time we and i see it all the time in the facebook groups where they're like my doctor suspects but won't say exactly but then it feeds into the anxiety because then it's just like what if i'm lying Mm -hmm. yes what if i what if i don't actually have this thing but i just think i do Mm -hmm. so now I have to exist in this weird gray space of like, because even with, even with being on the spectrum, Mm -hmm. like I have people that I don't mask around and now I know that that's what it is because I am like, oh, I'm more comfortable around these people. And it's just like, no, you're just being yourself around these people and not putting on this weird thing that you had to do for 24 years. Right. But it's still weird to like. And I don't think it's ever going to not be weird to be in this position of like, I have, I am, I am, I am this. Mm-hmm. This is a thing that I am. I am autistic. But I don't have a paper that says that. So I can't, I feel like I can't say no. that. Yeah. Right. Because then it feels like I'm co-opting something mm-hmm. or I'm taking something away from other people. And like, even it doesn't matter that I have friends who are on the spectrum who are like nobody gives a shit you're fine you can just say it right yeah. like we all are very like anybody who talks to you is very aware it's fine <laughs> but like it still feels co-opty and right. it feels yeah. like i'm yeah. stealing something and it feels like i'm lying about it to get attention yeah i have it's that same, that same problem syndrome. i don't i don't like going and tell people like especially doctors I don't say it. Jen does. She'll jump mm-hmm. in. It's EDS. And I'm like, I have a condition. We don't really know what it is. <laughs> I have a like, thing that happens to me sometimes. You know what? I, but I shouldn't have. I don't have anything. I'm fine. I had to I really here? train myself out of that. Yeah. Because especially with like the movement disorder piece. Now it's in my file that it is a movement disorder. It's unspecified yeah, movement yeah. disorder. Yeah, it's more but than, yeah. I literally had to be like. No, I have a movement disorder, and right. that's causing pain. And they're like, "You have what?" And I'm like, "I have a movement disorder. Yeah, that's causing me pain." But yeah, I really had to like get past. And I think I'm more comfortable with it because it's generalized. Yeah. At this point, like it's not. I don't have a like. Have you told Summer label. about your your, or the thing that happens to us when we get to surgery time? Oh yeah. Oh, this you is imposter great. syndrome where yeah. we have surgery. Take pictures or else it didn't, it didn't ha- happen and you're you just lying. Me, you looked in and went, oh, he's fine. And then closed <laughs> yeah. it. And then lied to me so that I would shut the fuck up. That is such a weird thing to away. believe, but it's hard not to. <laughs> there's like some real mental gymnastics from medical neglect Yeah, that oh, goes yeah. on and medical gaslighting that goes on. And that is, I don't know, I will, I will outright say that like, that's medical trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is trauma. That's stuff we have to like really work to undo and yeah. beliefs about ourselves that we have to work to undo. Yeah. And it also, it's, it's hard when it comes from somebody in the medical field because then it's just like, oh, you have studied yeah. this you, for a very long time. authority. And yeah. then there's also the piece of like people outside 
like family members or yeah. like when I was growing like teachers that were just like, it's not real. She just doesn't want to do the homework. And it's like, oh, God, ma'am, I would love to do the homework. <laughs> I would I would love to be able to sit and do the homework without full tilt losing it in right. the library. Yep. Because it would be really, really easy. Like, it would be so much easier if I could just right. do the thing without it being a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's what a lot of it is. And that's where a lot of the imposter syndrome comes from because we were told for decades. For decades and all the time. And by people that we are supposed to entrust, like, like or trust right, implicitly. People who, who are yeah. supposed to be authorities and protectors and mm-hmm. But we're caregivers. told, like, by these same people, no, but it's not as it, it's not as bad as you think it is. You think it's worse than it is, and you're oh, making it worse. Yeah. And yeah. if you just stopped thinking Stop about it, it. Oh my God. Stop playing it up. Just exercise. Just, just exercise for eight years. Have you have you <laughs> thought about destroy yourself journaling? In the have you thought about journaling through it? Do you think that would maybe help the anxiety? And it's like, oh my God. it's like, yeah, like I, <laughs> I do that, but I still have panic attacks because journaling doesn't fix the panic attacks. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, as when I was a teenager, it was, well, what if we bump your Xanax dose? And it's like, Jesus. cool, I can't stay awake in class, but excellent. Yeah. Right. Great. Yeah, I hate that answer. More medication. Right. Well, especially when you are young, like, that's the time for, like, okay, let's work on coping skills and teaching you how to regulate and get your needs met Mm -hmm. and, like, appropriately advocate for yourself. That is what that time is for. And then you can talk medication when you have an informed person. Right. But when you are a teenager and they're like, here, take this magic pill that'll make it go away, and you're not given... Like, you're not told that, yeah, this is going to be a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> or the, this is what this will do or you're going to be tired or it just yeah. frustrates me. Like, and I first mean, move every time. Even like, because when I was coming home from that appointment last week, because at first I was going to go back to work mm-hmm. after the appointment. And then the therapist was like, you need to go and process the all of this. Yeah. So I went home and it was good because... My partner works from home, so she was able to just be like, okay, what do we need to do to get you feeling like a, like you can handle being a person? Right. But my mom Process. called, which was great. <laughs> and she tried to help, but she <laughs> took it and was like, she immediately was just like, well, I think everybody in the family is autistic. And I was like, cool. That doesn't yeah. make it easier for me to not have a diagnosis. And she's like, well, but I think it's silly if you need one. Because everybody in the family has it. So, like, it's genetic. And it's, like, you can just keep going. Which is a really fun way to say, like, shut up. There's a lot of problems with that, though. Because, again, when we're we're looking at, like, our diagnoses and it was like, oh, well, we suspected that. And you're like, that makes it worse. (laughs) That means that you had an inkling that I needed something. And then you neglected to do anything. For like four of us. At all. Right. Ever. Well, I mean, And then was... you were just like, oh yeah, as adults, you're, you're like suffering horribly. Eh. Oh well, yeah. sorry. I mean, we, we kind of like had an idea that that was going to happen. No, fuck you. <laughs> well, that's that was literally what the other part of the phone call was. <sighs> because she was like, well, we knew you didn't really relate to other kids, but we thought it was just because you were smart. So we just thought it was fine because, like, if you if it was because you were smart, then it was yeah. a good thing. 
Well, and the worst part is that like cool. twice exceptional children have it's a it's a like crazy difference in emotional development mm-hmm. because two wee kids are pushed to this place where you're like you're smart and well and that like fucks with your, their heads yeah <laughs> and then they they're afraid to like attempt anything that they know they're not like perfect at mm-hmm. and then you have kids who are like you have a very high i don't know there's Gifted in one area usually means there's deficits in other areas. And a lot of the time with 2E kids, it's in, like, the emotional range. And if we don't catch it, we can't do anything about it. But I was a good actress. And I was good at masking it. And I was good at being like, no, I'm fine. And I was... And then I just did that Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And now I'm in my mid-20s suddenly being like, oh, that's why I'm tired all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why it is exhausting to be out of my bubble and out of my house and away from, like, the, like, handful of people that I am okay unmasking around. Yeah. yeah but, like, like, even doing out. what I do, like, being a teacher is is hard regardless. But, mm-hmm. like, the level of, like, hoops I have to go through to mask to make sure that the kids don't see a thing that I don't want them to see mm-hmm. is bananas. Yeah. Yeah. It's like hypervigilance all the time. Yeah. Just constant. Which definitely feeds into the right, somatic exactly. symptom disorder. Yeah. Because then, then I know. have to be aware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like on the verge of fight, flight, freeze at all, all times. times. Yeah. yeah. Oh my and God. And you like have to stay there. That's not a zone anybody wants to be in for an extended no. period of time. And then we know that the stress hormones wreak havoc within the body and with your mental health and the whole nine. It's not good. So, yeah, just just awful. It's hard. Yeah. And I imagine it's also hard when it's a thing where it's not always invisible, too, Mm because now you're stuck in a situation where you're like, no, I definitely have this thing and I would like somebody to do (laughs) something about it. (laughs) But then your literal medical professionals that are looking at you are like, what if he's lying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. What if he's kidding? Oh, my God. What if it's a joke? (laughs) What if it's a really funny haha joke? You know what would be really funny? That's always what I walk away with anyways because I thought, like, oh, they didn't buy it. No. (laughs) Yeah. Like, well, and it's today's episode is so good. Sorry. (laughs) The one that came out because we talked about, like, you have to unmask to a degree, but also mask and then toe the line with like how much is visible versus how much do you keep invisible and then making it visible feels performative because it is Mm -hmm. and it's it feels fake oh yeah yeah but then it feels but then if you don't do it at all then it's like well you but you're not presenting with any of that so it doesn't matter but then if you're really having some kind of thing where like your your hip completely dislocates in the middle of the hallway or I'm having a full tilt like meltdown in one of the room one of the classrooms. Right. Then that feels fake too, because mm-hmm. then it feels like, what if I just want people to see it? Right. Yeah. What if I just want people to be aware of it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well and it is. It's that dance between like, am I crazy? Am I doing it for you t- for the attention? Like <laughs> I don't want the attention, but maybe that's also part of the act. Like, right. what, what is what is what at that point? Mm-hmm. Makes it hard to ground. Oh, yeah. And it's like, there's there's some level, at least for me, I don't mm-hmm. know if this is like a universal whatever, but there's some level of safety in being like, what if 
I just don't tell anybody what I'm actually feeling yes. right now. Yeah. <laughs> what if nobody knows that I'm in super intense pain? And, like, I can't, like, there are people that I can't hide it from, clearly. I can't ever hide it from Karina because she'll walk into a room and be like, vibes are off, what's going on? <laughs> I can't hide it from Lulu, my girlfriend, mm-hmm. because I'll walk into a room and she'll be like, storm cloud, what is this? What's going on? <laughs> and it's good, but, like, it, then there's always that, like, clench fear of like oh no somebody perceived it yeah. right i'm, they I'm can caught tell. i'm caught <laughs> yeah. how do i bail out of this god i hate when jen does that to me <laughs> especially when i don't notice it happening like i'm asking yes. so well that i don't notice exactly. it exactly and she'll be like hey what's up with you today and i'm like nothing i'm fine what are you talking about? shit i'm fucked up today yeah yeah no because lulu will also do that and be like what's wrong and i'll be like nothing and i get really defensive about it and mm-hmm. i get almost angry because i'm like there's nothing fucking wrong and then i'll sit for a second and be and like you're like oh wait everything hurts and i'm really sad <laughs> yeah <laughs> which yeah. has to be frustrating to be on the other end of too because it's just like don't fucking tell me everything's okay yeah just tell me you're upset and we can like get ice cream or fix it or do something <laughs> right yeah nobody ever catches me though I am incognito for the most part. But that's that's part of my cognito is, is being loud about he's, what's going he's on. He's getting better though. He's learning. He's oh, adapting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonna, soon it's gonna mm-hmm. be to the point where Randy's gonna be able to be like, No, fuck you, what's up? <laughs> well yeah. One thing it's I've true. noticed if if I can tell that the vibes are off or I have some kind of inkling that the vibes are off with you, if I try to look you in the eyes, you won't look me in the eyes oh, and then I'm just like Okay, so she is upset, but I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not gonna say anything. So but I'm gonna I have in my I'm brain. Yeah, Karina's upset. So if something happens. Yeah, you can tell sometimes. Well, most times I can tell. Yeah, but I also don't mask with you, so it doesn't matter. I was gonna say like it's not yeah. like. I'm like you, you come in with secrets. You're like, no. mm, I'm not gonna talk about this. At <laughs> no, nauseam. I show up and I'm like, bitch. Guess what? <laughs> You'll never guess what happened. <laughs> also, I feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm upset and I've been crying and everything hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tired. But I think that's also like, I'm just now realizing this. I mask by telling everybody that I feel like shit all the time. Yeah. It's. I just like make it to the point where they're like, okay, yep. It's the okay. Ang- it's the anglerfish song again. Mm-hmm. It, it all wraps back around to like, oh, if my baseline is always at a 40 million, nobody's going to notice if I hit 8 million. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's going to notice but if I also, hit please hold 2 million. Me. Like, nobody's going to ever notice if I'm, like, going above this, like, 40 million baseline and hitting, like, a billion. Because I'm always way up here. And I am yeah. very loudly way up here. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you didn't catch the anglerfish reference, Hank Green <laughs> from, like, 13 years from ago. A million years ago. It's been a minute, but I live good. by that. And yeah. then Summer called me out and was like, that's a song about your baseline. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> everything was, i know is a lie it was fantastic <laughs> i have to reconsider everything now hmm. great um but yeah holy crap very relatable and i think in a lot of different ways because mm-hmm. we can all think about like the mental health side of things and we can think about the physicality side of things and how they interact and then yeah that like death loop uh, the, the feedback loop of doom because mm-hmm. that, that's what was happening when I was having um, esophageal spasms yeah because it felt like having a heart attack and a stroke at the same time it was so weird and then my body was like we're dying and my brain's like what is that um, I guess we're dying 
And then we would go into like that panicky mode, but mm-hmm. then it would just get worse and get worse on both ends. And it's, yeah, it's hard. It's a lot to juggle. And all of us are impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Um, but I think it's time to take a break. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do they need to do? Um, they need to send me that money. Yeah. My Venmo but is Venmo? still empty. <laughs> I've been waiting. This is what? Three weeks now? Nothing. They're going to make us put the Venmo on the screen. <laughs> no you way. need it's to stop happening. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, they need to drink water. Take your meds. Yes. Eat something. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Just something. <clears throat> Don't go crazy. Or go crazy. I was going to say. Coffee is not a meal. Then maybe. But also it's very comforting. So if you want that, you can have it. Says the person who's only had coffee today. That's why I was telling them it's comforting. And if they want it, they can have it. <laughs> I want it. Yeah. So I can have it. And do something nice for yourself. Yes. And go find some sunlight or something cozy. Mm. Something that feels good. Or take a bath. That's always a good choice. Or sit on the floor of the shower. That's what my new thing. In your clothes. (laughs) No. And then cry. (laughs) I mean, if you And then wait till someone finds you. Yes. It's going to be like the... (laughs) the apartment manager because you've soaked <laughs> through the floor <laughs> there's a leak you're up like here. no one came I've, I've been in here for three days it's very sad also i'm hungry do you have any food <laughs> shower food and then it's just like my tea's gone cold i'm wondering why yeah. I. yeah dio's just yeah great all right on that ridiculous note um take care of yourself be kind to yourself be kind to others and we'll see you in a minute bye welcome back how was your break ours was pretty good we spent a long time outside we talked. Yeah. You didn't medicate or eat, but. But I medicated beforehand. Oh, that's true. So yeah. Fine. Okay. I did what I was supposed to do. Okay. Yeah. I hope and everyone I got, did. like actual liquid into my body because dehydration's a thing. Mm-hmm. Proud of you. You did it. You've come so far. Yay. <laughs> I get the Door of the Explorer song now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's stuck in my head. <laughs> you but did it. You yeah. did it. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. My daughter had a backpack. They would sing backpack. Oh, God, no. And it was very loud. They always are. It was it's obnoxious so and it loud. never died. The thing didn't ever get replacement batteries, but it never died. Backpack, backpack. <laughs> in oh. the middle of the night, it's 3 a.m. and singing oh, backpack, backpack from a corner. Yeah. It was it was fun. Toys are horrifying. <laughs> yeah. So what are we going to do for this last half? Well, you're interrogating somebody. I'm just going to interrogate everybody. Cool. Uh, or not. All right. We'll find a subject, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm going to let you start us off then. All right. Taking a back seat here. Take it, you're taking a back seat? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is weird. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. With <laughs> <laughs> not Karina. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see, I had a good question and I lost it. That's because you were too busy being a shit. Yeah. Well. Foiled again. <laughs> Foiled by my own hubris. <laughs> you flew too close to the sun. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> this works way too well. Oh, no. Um, 
Well, first off, what's it like working with this thing? Oh, God. I'm pointing to my sister, of course. <laughs> it's it's great. It's been great from the very beginning. Like I was so here's something about me, Chris. Okay. Um, this is my first teaching job. Okay. This is my first like I just graduated with my teaching stuff December of twenty twenty, you know, when the world was yeah. full to on fire. Mm-hmm. Um and I graduated in Pennsylvania where there are no jobs for right. teachers. So we moved and it was a game of like, oh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, and everybody was really sweet when I first started working at the school. Um, a lot of it was less genuine than Karina's was, <laughs> which I clocked very, very early on. Right. Um, but don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been really good. It's good to have somebody that I can like scream with about a thing and it doesn't feel like I'm yelling into a void mm-hmm. because we can just kind of storm into a room and be like, this thing? Bullshit. And the other one is like, you know what else? This tangentially related thing is also stupid. And then we can just kind of riff back and forth. Right. And it feels very safe and good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, no. Compliments. Oh, no. <laughs> How did you end up in Colorado then? Is it random or? So my girlfriend's parents live here. Okay. And when we, because she also was graduating in December, and we were like, oh, well, what, what is next? What are we going to do? What's going on? What's happening? Um, her parents were like, do you want to come out here? Do you want to live with us for a year? See if you can find anything that sticks. See if you can figure things out a little bit. Because it's like a very weird time to be a person, but also a very weird time to be like a freshly new, no longer in college person. Mm-hmm. So we... Graduated like the second week of December, came out here to visit, brought some stuff with us, went back to Pennsylvania, and then loaded up a U-Haul and drove across the country. Wow. So we started packing on the 27th and got here on the 30th. Wow. Wow. So it was like a crazy everything was happening all at once kind of thing, and we stayed with them from like New Year's to New Year's because we moved into our own place January 1st this year. Wow. So it, we didn't know if it was gonna stick, but it wasn't random as much as it was just like, let's try, see what happens. And then it ended up working really well because I got a job that I really like and she works from home right now but is starting a new job Monday and it's all gonna be hopefully really good i would like to i I like it here i like being away from my family (laughs) i like being 10 states away from people and it's really funny to hear like in the second person my family members talking to my mom about the fact that i left and my mom being like yeah i don't know why she had to go that far away and it's like (laughs) yeah search your feelings you know it to be true yeah (laughs) so yes yeah that's good that's fair now it's your turn, Karina. Oh. What's it like working with Summer? Oh, it's the best. I have, like, I, I've said it on the podcast before that I have, for, like, the very first time, this, like, group of people that I enjoy being around. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I anywhere I've ever been, I've been like, oh, that one person or these two people. But never, like, I like all seven of these humans all at once. <laughs> this is fucking weird. <laughs> It'll be interesting when we go back to the first episode because mm-hmm. you were still working at the other school. Oh my god! Yeah, the worst place ever. Yeah, 
And it was bad. Yeah, because I know we talked about it a lot. Yeah. In the recaps. Oh, it was so bad. It was mm-hmm. so bad. Like. You were miserable. No. No. You're wrong. No, weren't you? You were still working at the. Uh-uh. You'd moved already? Yeah, because I've been at this place for two years. Oh, my God, dude. I was like, I know we talked about it a lot in general. Like, you and I would talk about it a lot. Because I was like, I was not going to make it if I stayed there. No. <laughs> like, my mental health could not survive that place. Um, so, it's a good thing that it didn't work out. And then I was like, um, I want to get out of public education because it's the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. And I need some freedom to be able to, like, serve my kids. And then I found this place and I was like, hey, <laughs> I have the freedom to serve my kids. <laughs> Dude, the difference was night and day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's there's bullshit, sure. But also, hi, I have trauma. Um, and I'm really good at chaos. Yeah. So I'm extremely well adapted to the nonsense. That doesn't mean I enjoy it. But I survive it and use it to my advantage mm-hmm. to actually get to build those relationships and really kind of change the trajectory for my kids. Because that's important. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I wanted to do getting into education because, like, I didn't have people doing that for me. I had people that were like, you're shaking so you can't take your Spanish test, so you're a bad kid. (laughs) And it's like, okay, I have an A in the class. I'm just having a moment right now. Right. And I felt like I didn't have people that were like no, we get what you're going through to like to any extent when mm-hmm. I was in school. And I had it a little yeah. bit more in college just because by college, a lot of people are having like full tilt panic attacks a lot more often than in high school. Yes. <laughs> um, but all I really wanted to do with education was get into a situation where I felt like I could be helping the students mm-hmm. and not even just helping them to like love English or whatever, but like helping them to feel like they can learn things and be okay with learning things and that's kind of i mean the crux of what we're doing yes in a lot of the ways it's at the school Mm -hmm. just because we're kind of trying to teach these kids that like they're allowed to be passionate about things and they're allowed to like learn things independently of what family might say or what yeah you know what i mean like whatever generational trauma we're trying to like push them out of right well and it is it's really interesting because for these kids, this is, like, the first positive relationship they've had with, um, like, I don't I don't even want to say authority figures so much as I want to say, like, just adults in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so it's a different kind of relationship. And so, A, it throws them off in the beginning. And then, B, they're like, this is how this could be. <laughs> this is what this relationship, like, could look like. And it's, it's a totally different experience. Like, we are able to ask those kids to do things that no one else could ask them to do because we spent the time getting to know them as humans mm-hmm. and respecting the fact that they are humans, which is super important to me because, like, my kids know, and I tell them all the time, I'm like, I'm never going to, like, lie to you about anything. I'm going to give you, like, this is how to survive in a world that's not built for you. Because I had to learn it the hard way. So learn from me so you don't have to learn nearly as much the hard way. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? That hard way is hard. Yeah. It's not a fun road to walk on. So here's some like cheat codes to get you past that level. Right. But yeah, it's a totally different experience. And having a team that's on that same page and genuinely cares about the kids. Totally different. Mm Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, never going back to public head. <laughs> never. I mean, I, we are tec- technically public, but we're not like overseen by no. a district. Mm-mm. We're public in name more than we're public in like yeah people pushing in and being like, no, you have to do it like this. Yeah. Which is nice. Like we have a lot of freedom to do what we need to do to get kids where they need to be. But there's also a lot of pushback on the other end because I think, and a lot of it is that whole, like that same thing where they're like, oh, well you're, you're too soft on them. Oh yeah. Or you're holding their hand and it's like, no, I'm teaching them. Yes. And giving them the tools to learn. Mm -hmm. Cause guess what? You can't expect them to be way up here when they've never had the opportunity to build these skills. Right. So let's go back and look at skill deficits and teach them those skills and model everything. Like you want a respectful environment, model that. Like model mm-hmm. communication, model not having a good day and still being able to deal with your like shit. Model regulating your emotions. Model it all so that they can see. But it's hard to teach old dogs new tricks, I guess, mm-hmm. because because we are considered to be exceptional because right. we can break yeah. through to the kids because we treat them like people. And we're also like, you can have a bad day and not want to do your vocab words. Yep. Can you give it a shot? And mm-hmm. then half over half the time, they're oh, like, yeah. fine, whatever. Right. Because you give them a little bit of like, no, I know you don't feel well mm-hmm. and yeah. it's OK to not feel well yep. because so much of. I don't know if this is, and again, I'm a baby to teaching, so it's like weird, but so much of public education specifically is like having very strange expectations, especially for a group of kids like ours. So like the expectations for them academically are Mm -hmm. like in the ground. They don't think they can do anything and they don't think they can handle anything. And it turns into a game of, well, you're going to, you're going to overwhelm them. So don't even ask them to try. Yes. But then Mm -hmm. the thought, the expectations for their like social emotional stuff is in the stratosphere. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're like, well, yeah, they know how to self-regulate because they're teenagers. And it's like, no, no, they don't know how to self-regulate because they're teenagers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They need co-regulation. And I feel like, I don't know that anyone in that building had heard the word co-regulation until I spoke it into the atmosphere. And it's not, it shouldn't be this super foreign concept. Like, you're upset. Let's walk through how we come back down. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, let's walk through how we can problem solve that issue. Let's walk through this, this, and that. So, <laughs> but that's the thing that we are considered like exceptional or like the kids' favorites or whatever, right. whatever. But it's because we build relationships. But there are teachers who see it as like, Oh, well, they, like, bribe them or they, like... Oh, yeah. Like, you're fawning over them. Uh Yeah. Yeah. When in reality, it's just, like, no, I'm just asking them to do this assignment because I expect them to be able to do it. Yeah. And then they do it, and I'm, like, cool, good job. And they're, like, nobody ever tells me I do a good job. And it's, like... Why? Why? Right. Why? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and there's this, like, weird... I'm an adult, and they're, like, students, and so there has to be this weird divide where I have to, like, put on my adult hat and... And you're like, dude, yeah. just be a human being because those kids have had to go through a lot more than most people in general mm-hmm. go through. So, no, they're not typical kids. They're still kids, but we need to start treating them like humans so that they can ha- learn how to be humans in the world and not <laughs> yeah. like have all these deficits. Well, and it bothers me that they don't 
prioritize like there's a lot of places that don't prioritize making up deficits no or even like teaching them how to accommodate for those deficits or so acknowledging like, the deficits exist mm-hmm. yeah because it doesn't it turns into well but this is this is because of this or this or this and it has nothing to do with a need not being met right it has everything to do with well well the kid wants attention the kid wants to act out the kid wants to cause an issue and be a problem and it's like no no well and like i'll come back i come back to this a lot where i'm like children do well when they can when they can like (laughs) if they can they do Mm -hmm. no child wakes up and is like i am gonna have a shit day and be a pain in the ass and not get anything done like nobody wakes up that way there's a lot of environmental factors and there's a lot of um I don't even know how to put it. It's just the expectations are not conducive to what they need. Mm-mm. And like basic needs are not being met before we're asking them to do higher level things. And then we're like, oh, I, I don't know why they can't do the higher level thing. And I'm like, well, did you do this part? This like first step? Well, no. <laughs> do that first. Do that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That was like education tangent. That was good. But... Yeah. So, hence why we get along so well. Well, not all of why we get along so well, because there's just a lot of fun there. Yeah. But we kind of have the same, I don't know, worldview when it comes to education and how education can and should be. Yeah. Um, And And how it wasn't for us. Exactly. (laughs) And that same history of, like, yeah, nobody was that for me when I was growing up, so... How much do Purpose. you let them see? Like when you're having a like bad day. Kids? Yeah. Because I know you let them see some stuff mm-hmm. so that they can know that you're having bad days. But like how do you meter that out? Um, Generally, it depends on how like regulated I am. So if I'm emotionally dysregulated, I kind of pull back a little bit because I know I need to be, I don't know, a little firmer control of right. myself. So I have to kind of button it up a bit. Um, But if I am emotionally regulated and having a bad day, uh, generally I'm just like, yeah, I don't feel good today, guys. So here's how we're going to run today. Please don't give me a hard time because I really just don't have the energy to do it. And usually they're respectful of that. Nice. Or they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay? (laughs) Like they're, they're good kids. They're really good kids. They just need someone to be thoughtful of them. Yeah. And then they reciprocate. It's weird. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, they are. They're really thoughtful kids. And, like, when you were out for... You had COVID, I think. Mm -hmm. They were like, I miss summer. Where's summer? Oh, when is summer coming back? This is the worst. (laughs) Where's summer? We miss her. Is she ever coming back? Did she leave us? Does she not like us? No. Yeah. But they're good kids. Yeah. And I mean, I, I go through that worry cycle a lot of like, I don't want them to see me panicked Mm -hmm. because I want, not because of like a power thing Mm -hmm. as much as like, I don't want anybody to see me in that state because it's a very, very vulnerable and scary state to be in Mm -hmm. and like trauma and like a lot of things have happened, like not, but like a lot of things have happened where people have said stuff while I'm panicking and they yeah. think I won't remember it. And it's just right. like, no, I'm going to keep that on lock for the next 15 years. 
or use it against you or yeah so it's a weird balance where like they'll know like they can fully because mm-hmm. i mean it's really hard for me to hide it yeah. and but i will move as quickly away from a situation as i can and then somebody we have a de- we have a good enough group of people to have somebody be like no i'll go cover for a second yeah. you figure out if you're going to actually panic or this is just a shaky moment or whatever but yeah. they know like they're fully aware of like and i told them from the beginning i was like i'm not gonna lie to you and i'm not gonna yeah. like tell you like a half truth about what's going on like if it's a bad situation you you will know what you need to know to feel safe and comfortable or like whatever that means to whatever extent but like i think that has helped with a couple of the like crises we've had in the building Mm -hmm. since the beginning of this year because there have been several times where like shit really has hit the fan in a very 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 big way yes and that like the end of that day or the next day our executive director has been like you handled that really well like i'm like you like the kids all wanted to go to your room because you were handling it well and it's just like yeah because i'm always on the edge of a panic attack (laughs) so i'm just like waiting (laughs) for shit to hit the fan fire yeah and then when it does i'm just like okay i mean we can just exist in this space because my my baseline's already up here so if we hit up here it's not a big deal right um but i definitely like there the there are definitely kids that know more about it just because they're the kids mm-hmm. that don't ever leave us alone right <laughs> or they're they'll they are inquisitive mm-hmm. like right. they will ask they're yeah. not like afraid to ask us when it comes to like why are you wearing a brace today oh yeah is that part of the other thing <laughs> or like what happened to summer yeah and i'm like you'll probably have to ask summer but she wasn't feeling well and she had to go home yeah but and they will and they'll be like the next day they'll be like you feeling better yeah did anything happen are, are you, you okay? okay what happened to you but like yeah Why did you leave even like when i was out last friday mm-hmm. because my girlfriend's appendix decided to sh- shit the bed in a really big way yeah when i came back on monday kids were like are you okay what's going on and i was like i mean i mean i'm fine lulu mm-hmm. had to go and have a whole thing and they were like is she okay does she need anything my mom can bring soup and it's like no it's <laughs> fine it's very sweet of you we're good but i made a point of not lying to you about what's going on in my life so like that's right you know well and i think like context is so important when it comes to interpreting other people's yes emotions and being able to read a room and if we're modeling those skills for them like it makes sense to be like here's stuff in context here's what this looks like when i don't feel good Here's what this looks like when I'm upset about something. Mm-hmm. Here's what this looks like when I'm like, I'm just not in it for you right now, kid. Like, I've had to warn a few and be like, look, what comes next is not going to be nice. I need you to, like, button it up right now. Because if I have to tell you again, you're not, not going to be, like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even <laughs> there, there have been several times where kids have been like, no, I nobody's telling you what actually is going on in this situation. Mm. And it's like okay, I can tell you what I'm allowed to tell you. Mm-hmm. And that feels icky. It feels icky to be yeah. like, I have to walk a line between what yes. I'm allowed to say versus what I'm not allowed to say versus what is important for you to know. Like, especially yeah. when the crises happen in the building where like, we might not know what's going on. Right. Or we might not have all of the details, but we know mm-hmm. this and this, but we don't know how we got from point yeah. A to point B. And the middle areas where something bad is actually mm-hmm. happening. Like, well, I think the other part of that is like, 
those of us in the building who handle these things really well and like build those relationships with kids also have something else in common where we are not afraid to ask each other for help. Exactly. And that is, I think, pretty unique in a way because we do. We just have this like natural network where we're like, I don't know. Let me check in with somebody else who might know. And then we're back and forth and back and forth. And then it's more than just like asking for information. It's more like we can ask each other for anything. We're like, hey, I need you to cover this because this is going down and I need to be over there. Or, hey, I'm not going to be in there today. Can you just whatever it is. But we share information really well between all of us. And so usually we're all looped in. And so we know what's going on. And we're not afraid to ask somebody else for help when we're like, I don't have this, maybe. Maybe someone else can help me get this figured out. Yeah. But a lot of the problems that do happen in the building happen because that's not happening. And people are pretending to know the answers or like trying to handle situations they are not at all qualified to handle. Or looped into or have any information about or should be being asked about at all. Mm -hmm. Or not sharing with the correct people. We were like, wow, maybe these people really needed to know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for not saying anything. <laughs> yeah. Why? So explicit communication. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Your motto. Exactly. It's exactly how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's um, the the fear I get sometimes with that goes back into this weird thing of imposter syndrome of like, what if I don't need actually, what if I actually don't need help? Mm. What if I don't need somebody else what if i could handle this by myself but i just don't I'm want incapable. to oh god i hate that i know exactly what you're talking about it's Where like just... you feel like you're using people almost but not yes yeah. or like well if i w- if i did have to do this by myself i probably could but since right. i don't have to then i'm gonna ask this person and what does that mean i'm yeah. lazy yes yeah. yeah oh there's a lot of that yeah mm-hmm. i think yeah. yeah yeah especially if you have to like and i get like people who have a harder time with behaviors in the building i think that part of that is is exactly that is like i should be able to handle this Mm -hmm. why can't i handle this yes but i'm gonna pretend like i can handle this so it's like the opposite (laughs) we're good at handling it right but also we're not really sure if we're good at handling it Mm -hmm. yeah uh, it's just yeah it's a weird world that we live in right now (laughs) With all of these super exceptional kids. But they're good kids and we like them a lot. Yes. I think that makes a difference. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's... It's a lot easier to not take things personally, too. Yes. If you're like, no, that's has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Or it has not... Maybe that doesn't even have anything to do with the kid, but it has something to do with something that happened in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 12 minutes ago that I wasn't there for and didn't see. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, this kid is still very upset about it. Yes. And maybe they don't even know why. And then yeah. I asked them to do work, and that set them over the edge. Yep. And, no, it's, yeah. No, I get that a lot with my kids. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I have Sophie walk through what's actually going on with her. Because uh-huh. she'll just get angry. like, lack of context. Right. She, I'm like, hey, can you do this? And she's like, oh, my God, why? Like, it's just the trash. It's not hard. She's like, no, it's really hard. I'm like, okay, so what's wrong? <laughs> what's actually got you upset? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, what happened today at school? And she'll she'll walk through it and she'll be like, oh, you know yeah. what? <laughs> so and so is being really mean to me today. And I was like, okay, well, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, we do that with each other, too. Right. Because sometimes it'll be like, this this thing that this kid said really got me today, and I don't know why it got me. And it's like, is that what actually got you? Right. Or did something happen two hours ago that you didn't have time to process. or energy to process, uh-huh. and now suddenly this very, very minor thing is becoming a big upset. issue. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but we, yeah, it's it's a very unique workplace, and... I know I'm 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 29. It's it's not that long an existence, but first of all, I don't think there's n- not more than like a third of us are neurotypical. <laughs> oh yeah, if that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's being very generous. <laughs> if if that. So yeah, um, but being neurodivergent has really been an advantage. Especially with this building. with this population of yes yeah. because sometimes things will happen and i'll be like i bet i can piece together the logic that yep. this took mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes you'll explain it to the to the two people in the building that are neurotypical and they're like what how did how did you get there how did you like, get there and it's like no 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 you don't understand <laughs> this this is exi- this makes perfect sense if yep. you just lay it out like this mm-hmm. yeah but yeah we're all kind of neurodivergent and and I think we set the tone of like, if you have a need, communicate it. Yeah. And then we all do mm-hmm. and did and have for the most part where we're like, hey, can I come in here and bitch for a second? Like, I'm having a really hard time and this is why. And I just need to say it out loud to get it out of me. And I don't need any. I don't need you yeah. to say anything about it. I don't we're need like, advice. I just blows. need you to like yeah. sit for a second and it. And you're like, that sucks. I'm really sorry that happened. And you're like, okay, whew, cool. I can I'm go good. to my job. Yeah. Yeah. So we've kind of programmed this environment for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and it works well. But I think the neurotypical people in the building are a little confused by our little conglomerate. Because sometimes people will walk into a room and we'll be like laying on the floor or atop desks and just like yelling. Yep. <laughs> and people will be like, is it a... Is this a is this private a meeting? Time? What's going on? And it's like, no, we're fine. We're going to go get ice cream. <laughs> but also. <laughs> oh, yeah. Karina's tipping over chairs. But, you know, it's four o'clock. Yeah, I don't know if you know about this. Four o'clock hits and Karina will go into some classroom and just start tipping chairs over. Yeah. She goes into toddler mode. She picks them back up. But she, like, needs to just crash things for a second. Yes. It's okay. I throw Monopoly money into fans. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then children, children stay behind. But they all know now. That they're like, oh, yeah, that's just Karina at 4 p.m. It's time. We did this to ourselves. It's time. (laughs) We made her like this. (laughs) But, yeah. That's cool. That's how that works. So, yeah, we've definitely created a very unique work environment. Not like anything I've ever had before. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Imagine working in the same job without the support. I know. <laughs> where it's always masking, always in pain, always everything. No. And you have to keep it to yourself. You know. Actually, that's what that's one of our bullets here. You can't just see no. it. Because yeah, it but does it, just it say says no. no. Well, we got to know. So there we go. So <laughs> masking. No, don't know her. <laughs> I actually I knew her. She's crazy bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> You would not believe. <laughs> oh my god, she keyed my car on her way out. I'm like, Whoo. She said some stuff I really didn't need out there. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Is it time to end it? Yeah. It's time to end it. This forever. has been a long episode. It's a good episode though. Forever.
No, I'm just kidding. Not forever. <laughs> for a week. <laughs> for a Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's just stop done. existing for a week. <laughs> <Poof>. <laughs> there you go. All right, folks. Thank you so much for coming along. I know it was a longer episode, but I hope you enjoy it. I hope it's good. I don't know. We, we don't know. We have no idea. But thank you, Summer, for coming yeah. and hanging out. It was a really good conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see how this one turns out. Oh, I think it's going to be great. Um, but I think it's your turn to shill. Oh, so I have to bit. shill. Yeah. So if you haven't already, <laughs> subscribe, like, comment, all those shilling. And if you don't, I'm going to hate you forever. <laughs> and you don't want me to hate you forever. You just don't. He'll have to go back to onlykillchris.com. And He's very powerful. We don't need that. <laughs> He's so, so scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if, if you if you enjoy it, you can find us everywhere. Like us, comment, yep. please comment. Yes. And join Discord. Yeah. Come talk to us. We like hearing from you. This is the season of many voices. So as many voices as we can get packed into however long we decide this season's going to be. <laughs> yeah. I know when it's going to end. Come talk to us forever. <laughs> I, know, I know how it ends. Karina does it. birthday? No, I'm not telling you. It's a secret. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) It could already be over for all you know. For two weeks. (laughs) For two weeks. She didn't even know. (laughs) The phone number is a lie. (laughs) All right, my dears. Take care of you. Take care of others. Um, And have a great week. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.